Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome back to Behind the Veil, a show that provides insight into the world of weddings. I'm your host, Keith Willard. Welcome back. Today, we're going to continue our series about wedding basics, and today it is all about flowers and centerpieces. You know, it's going to be one of the first things that people ask you when you start your wedding planning is like, what kind of flowers, what what kind of colors are you looking at, and what are you looking at? And so we are going to be talking about all of those things and options about you know some different different options that you may have outside of flowers and some of the issues that we're having in the flower market right now because it's affecting everybody uh so we actually have a favorite of the show nicole sellers i'll bring her on in just a second but before i introduce her let me introduce marcy gutenberg with an affair to remember by marcy hi marcy hi kate so i'm i'm excited i know i love nicole she is amazing she really yeah. is. And I mean, and the nice thing is, is that, uh, again, she's been a part of this show many, many, many times. times. So I almost feel like I don't need to really <laughs> introduce her. But Nicole Sellers with CLE Event and Design. I mean, seriously, that uh, I don't know of a, a better person that I would want to talk to about florals. That's going to be a no BS kind of person to tell us <laughs> what is really happening in the world of flowers and you know i was looking over some of the slides that you sent over and there's some really great things that we're going to be talking about that are options to your floral centerpieces but so nicole tell us a little bit about you and about your company hi everybody nice to see you it's great to be back I missed you guys miss being on the show um CLE events we are a full service company that provides decor florals for all kinds of events, but we certainly love weddings. Um, we love to be different and we do a lot of custom builds. We do a lot of custom creations because we really like your event not to be cookie cutter and it to show your personal personality of that and your fiance. And that's really a lot of this is about that today is let's, let's highlight who you are as a couple and not right. what everybody says you should do for a, your wedding. Well, and you know, and I, and I think that it needs to be said that, that you used to be with uh, the casinos, the Seminole mm-hmm. casinos, and had to build dreams, you know, these holy moly, over the top, crazy kind of designs. And so you really learned how to create something out of nothing. I mean, <laughs> yeah. we were always working with a black box and we always had to make it look completely different every time. So, and I always, yeah. you know, and even though we were a casino, we did, and we had decent budgets. We did so many events that, you know, we had to make our money work really hard for us. So we were good about making things look good and not good on a, and within a budget. Right. Well, and the thing is, is that you weren't always able to use florals for your, for your decor. No. So, you know, you, you, I mean, I remember one, one event where you hung instruments and umbrellas upside down from the ceiling. And it was such a cool visual that I was like, this actually could work for like an engagement party or, mm-hmm. you know, some type of social event that's not specifically geared towards the casino. So yes. that's what I was like, man, there's some great <laughs> options out there. So, okay. So let's, let's start off. Let, you know, one of the things that we seem to be having a problem with is not just, uh, and here in South Florida, but it seems to be all over the place. I mean, we've talked to people from all over the country and all over the world. Labor is obviously a major issue right now in the wedding market. But now flowers are too. Yeah. Like, can you tell us a little bit about what's happening in the flower market and, and you know, what kind of shortages we're seeing? So the issue, you know, just because of the pandemic, everybody, a lot of the growers 
fields weren't, they weren't growing, they were cutting back because they didn't want to have lost product. And this goes across the board in almost all industries. Um, and all industries are being affected by staffing shortages. Um, there are flowers to be had. You can, you can get your flowers, you can get your dream flowers. Um, but you have to definitely plan in advance. Um, you have to work with someone who has contacts to get those flowers for you, you know, that can go great to the growers. Um, so mm -hmm. and definitely want to order as soon as you can so they can be out there looking for them. So you don't want to keep your flowers to last. I would not recommend that, you know, um, especially if yeah. you have very specific things in mind. One thing that there's a real scarcity of right now is white roses for whatever reason. So, um, those are the hardest things to come by. I had to drive. Really? I, just, I, find, I find that interesting that white roses are like currently the, the biggest, the hardest thing yeah. to get. You know, well, in the past, we would be able to walk into our wholesaler and, you know, grab stuff off the rack, so to speak, right. you know. And when, sometimes what people don't understand is they think we're just going in and buying like a bunch of uh, But we typically, when we order, we have to order by the box, which right. could be anywhere in quantities from 30 to a hundred, like roses come in a box of a hundred. Right. Um, if, and if we are not ordering and we're trying to walk into a wholesaler, we're subject to whatever they have available and they're probably not going to have any white flowers available. So definitely need to plan ahead, if, especially right. if white is your color scheme. Um, and you definitely need to make sure you've pre-ordered. So that, that brings up an interesting process. So, uh, you know, you're meeting with a bride for the first time bride is just now starting to figure out what she wants to do for her wedding, mm -hmm. right? What mm -hmm. are some things that a bride needs to kind of keep in mind and, and already kind of have an idea about before she meets with a florist? Well, I think it's, um, I like to be really collaborative with um, our brides because we want to bring their vision to life, not necessarily my vision to life. So it's really helpful if they at least have some basic pictures together of things they, they they like. It doesn't have to be their exact, but if it can be a style, it can be a mood, it could be a feeling even saying, you know, um, like, so we get a, a little bit of an idea of their vibe. Right. And then of course, it certainly helps if they have an idea of what colors they want. Um, and normally the process is, is to have an initial consultation, kind of walk through their event with their event planner, discuss like where their ceremony is going to take place, how many bridesmaids and groomsmen are they having, um, what kind of ceremony structure, you know, and then kind of walk through their event to kind of see what their needs are. And of course, to discuss what their budget is. Yeah. Um, and then after we gather all that information, we then put together a pretty in-depth proposal for them with options. You know, we take their inspiration pictures. We look at what's currently available in the market. We put together option for them at different price points so they can kind of see where they maybe want to spend their money um, what's more important to them, what's less important to them. Um, so, and then we will go back to them with that proposal and then we'll go back and meet with them again and kind of find two things. So it isn't instantaneous. You don't typically meet with your florist once one and done. If right. you do, that would be pretty lucky, but normally it takes two or three meetings to kind of yeah. fine tune everything and get it ready to go. So what I found impressive uh, is the fact that you actually sent us uh, a, a, a kind of a, um, what do I, how do I want to put this, uh, price sheet, like a general idea of what you would be looking at if you were, you know, looking at starting your budget. And I, you know, this is one of those things that's always super scary to kind of put out there into the world because these aren't obviously 
everybody's pricing. This is a general pricing, right? Right. This is a this is a national average. It's not my personal pricing, and obviously, depending on where you live, these numbers could be much higher or much lower. Um, but on, I would say that you know these are. I looked. I kind of did a few. Um, read research into a few different national, I think this came from Bride Magazine, but I right. actually found these numbers very, very accurate, at least to our market um, in South Florida. Well, um, well, because when you say, okay, so bridal bouquet, you have 250, bridesmaids bouquets at 80, boutonnieres at 20, a pin on corsage, 25, wrist corsage, 30. Mm-hmm. And I'm, and by the way, I'm reading this off uh, so that way our podcast people understand, you know, what we're talking about. Reception uh, centerpieces you have at 120 to 600 dollars. Right. That is a pretty big variance between 120 and 600. And you're saying that the ab that that's kind of an average is going to be somewhere in there. Yeah, well, the I mean, take into consideration, I have taken into consideration the blooms. Like, if you want Philanopsis orchids, which cost $15 per bloom, you know, those beautiful white orchids that everybody you see in a lot of wedding pictures, those are very, very expensive. You know, $15, right. that's the wholesale price on top of it. And right. so, what you also have to consider into which this pricing is, it's not just the cost of the flowers, you have the cost of the vessels, you know, whatever you're using, whether it be plant stands, vases, whatever it may be the oasis, the loamy dishes, everything, Um, then the flowers don't just magically prepare themselves. You know, we normally (laughs) pick up, (laughs) we normally pick up your flowers a couple days before your event and they all have to be processed. Meaning we have to uh, dethorn them. We have to take the leaves off. We have to give them a fresh cut. They have to be put in uh, water. So they open up and they're beautiful for the day of your wedding. Because when they come from the growers, they're bundled very, very tightly into little packets and the buds are all closed. So right. they're, you know, so we, they have to be processed. So um, I think a lot of people don't understand the process of what goes into your florals, but it is a multi-day process. So not only do we spend two or three meetings just with you to get um, an idea of what your perfect vision would be, but then we have to process those flowers and get them to open and be beautiful. Then we put together the arrangements as we transport and then we set, set up. So you can see why um, flowers aren't exactly inexpensive. It's quite so it's different. It, well, and it's different than so one eight hundred flowers where they bring you a, a beautiful little bouquet and it's all done. You're like, oh, gorgeous. You know, I mean, there there was a process behind there as well. Um, ceremony structures you have at fifteen hundred to four thousand. Right. So you know what? Tell us what I when you mean by ceremony structure. So obviously um, everybody likes the basic arch, you know, you have your basic, you know, U-shaped arch, which is very popular and you add a couple swags. Those can typically be at the lower end of the scale, um, you know, an arch with depending on the florals that you want, probably mm-hmm. 250 to $500, you know, you're in that kind of a price range and arches get progressively uh, more elaborate from there, whether you want a hexagon or triangles, or yeah. if you want to Huppa, that's all acrylic with flowers inside and huge um, toppers full of flowers. Right. You know, all of that adds on to the price. So it really depends on how elaborate you want to get. And a big trend nowadays is people are really decorating up their aisles too. So we're seeing a lot of mirrored aisleways um, that, you know, the brides are walking down on these beautiful um, mirrored yeah. walkways. So, which, which is really stunning. You're seeing really elaborate flowers going down both sides of the aisle as well. So, you know, people are deciding that they, you know, where they want to spend their money. And some of these ceremony structures can be really over the top. 
I mean, look at some of the Indian weddings out there that which are amazing. Oh my yeah. God, the flowers and the structures that they use and the furniture, that's just incredible. So there's can be a really big, big variance, but it doesn't mean you can't have your look or your vision on your budget. You right. make sure it works for you. Well, and then you have, I, I find this interesting that you separated head table florals and sweetheart table decor. Head, head table florals at 1500 and sweetheart table decor at 500. And I think it's important to tell our viewers and, and to our listeners, you know, a, a head table is when the bride and groom is sitting with their bridal party at a long table in front of the guests. And a sweetheart table is just the bride and groom at a table of their own, a little tiny sweetheart table. And right. so, you know, I understand why the florals would be dramatically different cost for either of those, but it's going to be either or, I feel. Right. Like. Yes. Yeah, okay. definitely. Not too many people do a, would do a head table, but like, for instance, the garlands that run the whole length of your table that are really popular now. Um, right. And if you have it like say an eight foot or a 10 foot table or a 12 foot table for all your bridal party, and you think about how long and those garlands can run almost depending on the, again, the type of flowers, about a hundred dollars a foot. So if you're covering a 12 foot table, you know, that's very easy to get to $1,200. So, um, and that's, and that's fresh garland, I'm assuming. Yeah. Well, fresh, like fresh eucalyptus gardens with, 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 um, with fresh blooms mixed in, but even just greenery. So some people think, Oh, I'm just going to do greenery because that's very chic right now, right? To do a lot of greenery with touches of flowers. Right. Um, and they think it's going to cost less money, but it's not necessarily so. Some of the greenery can be just as um, pricey, you know? It's, but there are different, you know, there are always options and your florist can always work within your budget. So, you know, it's very important to kind of have an idea of where you want to be. And then yeah. your your professional works with you to create your vision within what you can afford. You know, we don't want anybody stressed out over the cost of their flowers. Well, you know, I there, I think that being able to educate people a little bit about kind of the average cost is is important because a lot mm -hmm. of times people walk into their florist and they have zero idea of what flowers cost. All they know is they sent somebody some cute flowers to an office once and it cost them $75, you know, right. and, and this is a much different kind of escapade that we're going on. And, right. and just what we talked about right now, if I was a new bride, I'd be like, okay, I'm overwhelmed. What's happening. Right. I, there's, there's, there's a lot happening here. Okay. Uh, what do you mean? And, and I think that, um, if you're a new bride, you need to hook up, hook up. That sounds weird. You need to, <laughs> you need to, right, and, well, you need to eh, maybe get you a discount. Who knows? Anyway, no, but uh, no, you need to, to connect with the right florist that is going to take the time to explain these things to you and educate you and not get frustrated. Because I know a few florists that get a little frustrated and then, and then they say, well, just trust me. And I'm like, yeah, I, I will not just trust you. I, you know, and I'm in the business and, and I mean, obviously if it was Nicole, I mean, if you have a, a, a planner that you really trust, they're right. not only going to give you to the right people. That's a different story. Totally. That, that's a totally different story. But you know, if a florist says, trust me right at the beginning, I'm going to be like, well, you got to give me a reason to trust you. Right. And, and then, then go from there. Uh, what do you feel? How do you feel about like Pinterest and, and those kind of things? Do you think those I, are a help or a hindrance? I do. I love it. Honestly. I mean, I, 
it gives me a good idea of where people want to be. And I mean, right. we're not going to try to copy. We're not going to try to do the exact same thing unless they want us to do that. But like, again, it's looking for a feel and mood and overall um, ambiance for, you know, some people want to be moody and romantic. Some people right. want to be really like bashful and blush, you know? Um, so it just really depends on what they want. And I find it helpful to, to see their Pinterest board and to see where they're going. Cause it makes it, it does make it easier. Helps me get inside my head better because people have a hard time sometimes explaining it. Well, okay. So here we are with, you know, we, we, we've talked about the average cost of flowers and then, so what are some of the trends that you're seeing in florals for 2021? You know, now that we're past the pandemic and people are getting back to having some joy and fun in their, their world again. Are you seeing a difference in like the florals before pandemic versus florals after pandemic? Um, well, you know, I like, like yeah, everybody's favorite things for weddings are kind of like creams and um, the blushes and the pinks. And I, we do see, see more trends moving away from that. We're seeing mm -hmm. more like original and fanciful flowers. You know, a lot of people like the pompous grass, obviously, but a lot of now people are using things like the fresh pompous grass, which is so pretty. And it has a completely different look. It looks like feathers. It's so, it's so pretty. Um, wow. It's so, yeah. And then people are also loving like fall colors or earth tone colors, long trailing ribbons. So still the bohemian stuff is very in um, monochromatic flowers. Like you yeah. can see the right. So keeping within all the same color story, but just a variation of colors and also these sweet um, bouquets. Are, are kind of coming in where the bride doesn't want to be carrying these big, huge, heavy thing of flowers and they want something that's more interesting and sweet. Yeah, I see that too. And, and, and to, I, you know, when it comes to those bouquets, I do actually see people getting away from those huge bouquets that people used to carry that you needed to like go lift weights in order to be able to hold this all day. Oh, those are heavy. They yeah. are heavy. I don't think people realize how heavy flowers are until they're actually having to hold them all day and the bride hands them over to you and they're like, can you just hold on to these for a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. It's, true. it's true. And the pet fee, I have it. I have this. It drives me crazy. Ladies, when you're walking down the aisle, don't hold your flowers up. Hold them down. Yes. <laughs> hold them down. So, so many of them, you see them holding up. And so all you see are the stems. Well, and, and you need to hold them below your boob level. And yes. that's the thing. Yes. You know, I always we tell people, it's like, dress. exactly. We want to see your dress. So the top pedal of your arrangement should be below your boobs. That's yeah, all there so is to it. You know, I that's a, a, a good place. Yeah. A good place to, to hold them. But definitely, you know, they, they say that, you know, getting a good picture is difficult. And, the, right. and that's doubly true when you're a bride walking down the aisle with a bouquet, because you have to actually tilt your, your wrist slightly forward. Mm -hmm. Yes, so it, it exactly. feels a little unnatural. Yeah. They're all guilty. I mean, I, I, didn't. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, you know, nobody instructed me at the time. Right. But, you know, I, when you look back at these photos, these are there forever. You want to make sure that you're holding it in a position where you can see the flowers and your dress and hold yeah. up the whole visual. Yeah. yeah. What do you think about, I, I, I've heard that there's a rule of thumb and, and just, and I say I heard because I've been obviously with a bunch of different floors. Um, the rule of thumb about size of bouquet is that you want it smaller than the waist of the bride. Oh, I've never heard that before. <laughs> never? Oh, yeah, I, mean, I, I heard that. I heard that you, really? you, you don't want it to cover up more of her, of her dress than, 
you want her, you know her figure to be able to be seen. I think, the, it's, I think it's a totally personal thing because a lot of brides love those huge cascading bouquets. You know, they love them very. Um, you know, everybody, everyone's different. Some of them like them really manicured, the tight ball. Some of them want them more organic and free flowing. Um, some want them somewhere in between. I think most brides tend to think bigger is better, but like I said, we are seeing a movement um, into more like the sweet and enchanting versus and looking at more interesting material to give yeah. it that look without less weight in flowers. So talking about, let's talk about a little bit about, um, you know, the uh, shapes. Oop, where did I go? <laughs> uh, more of the shapes as far as the, like, ceremony. Right. So, um, you know, we've kind of in the past, all, I think most of our ceremony structures have all been pretty generic and we've definitely moved away from that over time. You know, it was the typical arch, the little pergola thing. Um, and it's getting much more artistic, you know, we're seeing more free flowing forms. We're seeing the, you know, the geometric shapes have been a big fad for a few years now, but they're getting more and more creative with them. Um, and I just like I like the freeform idea, you know, because you, it, when people think wedding and arch, they think of a connected upside down U shape. Mm -hmm. And the the idea that you don't need to have a connecting shape for your aisle gives you a little bit more artistic range. Right. Like exactly. Two different pieces. Well, I like this this uh, picture that you have uh, right here with the pampas grass. Is that pampas grass? What is that? Um, no, I'm not sure what that is, actually. I just pulled it out because of it was like kind of showed a different aisle type thing. It's not the fuzz, not the clearest picture, but yeah. um, it's just showing basically both sides of the aisle are being decorated all the way down with long stalks. Um, it could even be, you know, like lavender stalk or something. Yeah. Compass grass, but people are paying more attention to like their actual aisle decor and they are getting a little bit more um, ornate with it. Yeah. So they're not just leaving it up to the ceremony structure itself, but they're actually doing more decor down the aisle. You know, before we'd have maybe a little uh, bouquet on certain things or you'd have a little ribbon or a little garland, but they're getting a bit more um, over the top with it, it looks like. Uh, and I like the fact that the, these it's all the way down on either side of the aisle and it's completely solid, meaning mm -hmm. that idiots aren't going to walk across your aisle because they would probably <laughs> knock over a whole bunch of stuff trying to get to the other side. You right. know, walk around, everybody. Walk around. Oh, my God. And I see you have the fairy lights in there, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I like this I like this last picture where you have some of the, the, the tree branches that are very plain with no, no um, flowers on them, but it creates kind of a backdrop, an interesting right. backdrop with all these wildflowers on, around the uh, around our feet. So um, a lot of times with people want things that are hot up in the air, and now it's kind of going to some of the opposite where they're looking to be more grounded. Maybe that's reflection of the pandemic and everything. But so, and also, you know, it can be difficult to hang, hang things depending on where you are and your venue and hang points and ladders. So people are going to more having more grounded arrangements and being a bit more innate with them and having some higher elements to draw the eye, but giving it a, a completely different, a different look. What is your feeling about um, doing a runway where you have the, like the mirror or the, um, or you have a, an aisle runner with mm -hmm. maybe mature parents um, in this respect that, you know, I mean, is there any concern for any slippage or anything like that, that you would, think about 
you know, in the process. Yeah, I mean, these big, beautiful, mirrored, like, over gorgeous. the top, or I like my my brain just says a little bit of water, and there's a nightmare. Yeah, I just kind of wonder, you especially know. for a, you know a mature parent who may have some issues, you know, with balance or something. Right. Well, they're not actually real mirrors. Um, it's a wrap. It's a mirror okay. wrap. So it on top of <laughs> I'm spilling secrets here. Shush. Um, <laughs> But it's not true. It's not true mirrors that they're walking on. And it's but it looks it's, like it. I mean, it's, it is. It is. It's, a, it's a trick of the eye. Um, huh. It's 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 mirrored wrap on depending on what your surface is going to be. But could be plywood, could be something. And it's joined together. It has joints with like a, a mirrored tape. So it just tricks the eye. It looks like a solid. Um, thing, but if you were to go up and look closely at it, you would see. Oh, wait a second! I can I see what this is. Um, yeah. And also with aisle runners, anything should be double taped down. That shouldn't be there without. Um, it should be properly because we do not want people to trip. We don't want the parents well, to, to trip or the bride trip or anyone to trip. Right. So yeah, it, well, and especially know. if you have older people walking down the aisle, they're going to drag their feet a little bit. So you got to make yes. sure that you know the aisles taped down properly. I mean, I feel like that's one of the the most overlooked pieces when it comes to weddings is people are like, oh, well, you know, quickly tape down the aisle or pin it and, you know, or they pin it to the, the carpet. I'm like, please don't do that. Please yeah, you do not get do that. A whirl of double stick tape from Home Depot for about 10 bucks and that stuff's super sticky. Um, and it'll keep, it'll keep it safe for you. And it comes in a bunch of different colors. So hello, go to Home Depot. And, well, it's it's double sided. So you put it underneath, you don't even see it. Oh, see, I, I, I was like, oh, I'll get, go white get white duct tape and fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, okay. And one of the things that we're really seeing is uh, uh, people going green, right? Mm -hmm. Reuse, re reuse, uh, centerpieces reuse. I love this thing because you sent this a, you sent this really interesting visual of, uh, let me find it here, of non-flower edible mm -hmm. centerpieces. You know, so centerpieces don't have to be flowers and you can get creative with it. Um, and then vegetables have such beautiful colors and textures um, and they make incredible centerpieces. I've seen some in, over the top, incredible centerpieces done with fruit and vegetables. And then after the event, and they do look like flowers, you see some of these cabbages and things, yes. um, add some light, you know, flowers into it. And then afterwards they were all donated to a um, like Feeding America or, you know, homeless shelters. So, you know, the big thing about flowers is, yes, there can be a lot of waste sometimes, you know. So this is a way to get a really beautiful look and also to be environmentally friendly and, um, you know, helps help out some people in need. That's so what I, yeah, so by the way, Brooke just joined us. Poor Brooke, hey, she, Brooke. Uh, hi, Brooke. Hello, hello, friends. How is everyone? Oh my goodness, you poor thing. So we should tell the, the viewers that you, you're jumping on because you you're had to go to somebody else's house to jump in because your AC went out. Well, and here's the thing. The yes. bar is way better here. You see the background. I'm in a better place. It just took me a while. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I apologize because you're but not about the eyelashes. I'm not wearing. <laughs> Hi, Nicole. I missed you. Thank God you're Hello, nice today, to see you. Like a fool as well. Marcy look gorgeous. Keith? Thank you. I, you know, uh, I know I got my little floral jacket going on here. It's my so favorite. I, I love it. So, you know, we're going to go back to, to, uh, back to what we we're talking about because I love, again, I'm going to go back to the fact that green is in and the fact that you're using uh, these centerpieces in a, in a green way is just so interesting. I just find it really, really interesting. 
And I see you're pairing it with a lot of the colors that are going to be coming in, those brighter, uh, more vibrant colors from the fruits. It was just gorgeous. Yeah. No, I mean, flowers, ah. uh, the, the fruit and veggies are a very creative way to, to bring a lot of life to your table and to show kind of like farm to table and can be rustic, it can be elegant, it can be whimsical. Um, and the colors are amazing. And, and then it doesn't go to waste afterwards. Well, and we did a, Marcy and I did a, and oh, you were part of it too, Nicole, uh, where we did a a taste of mace. And Mm -hmm. it was literally all about like how to create really over the top centerpieces using nothing but edible stuff. And then afterwards they were deconstructed and donated to a food bank. It was amazing. And that's why I was uninvited because I would have ate everything. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not mad anymore. Right? No. Well, this, is a couple of, this is a couple of years ago, but I, it really showcased like what could be done visually. I mean, yeah. some of the stuff that these guys put together was just incredible using no, lettuce was, in a way. I mean, lettuce in a way that I would have never even thought about lettuce, you know, that that's sounded, really just water. I, I, well, exactly, that, I was like, <laughs> that sounded a little weird too. I'm Waterfire. thinking about lettuce in a new way. Jump chicky panel. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's same point all right so uh what, let's look at the the um oh i love i love this idea about using non-floral non-vegetable centerpieces i mean yeah the, so you know tell us a little bit about this so what do you collect what are you and your fiance into do you guys have a love um is it a love of books you know is it a love of vintage barware? Um, is it a love of cameras? Uh, whatever you, you're into music, you know, almost anything, use your, if you have a collection, it can probably be incorporated into some kind of a centerpiece that really talks about you and your fiance and your, and your passions that you enjoy together. I love this one on the left. This is not mine. This is um, uh, event planner on the, on the West coast, but she did this arrangement with the books where it's actually the pages of the books like almost look like they're exploding up um, into yes. the air. And it's it's actually probably a fairly s- simple thing to do. Not simple, but it has simple in its mechanics. But, um, you know, it's just literally pages out of books going to the thrift store and buying some books and dismantling them. And I mean, but it is very artistic and beautiful, of course. But I mean, it really it's just like, such a different yeah. look. Well, and I like and the I fact think- that it's using, again, I love the fact that you said, you know, they went to the, you know, as... Uh, goodwill kind of store and and bought a whole bunch of books and then pulled the pages out and glued them all together and looked, it literally looked like the pages are flying out of the books yeah the repurposing yeah. is amazing it really yeah, if you have the imagination for it um i'm actually in the process of um and and the showroom the beauty room i'm actually doing with old books and cookbooks and thrift store books i'm um printing out the coco chanel's and, and the louis vuitton's and all christian and all that I'm actually resurfacing those. I'm going to sack them for pennies on the dollar so you yep. don't have to purchase the actual book. So, I mean, if you have the imagination, you know, and Nicole is like one of my favorite people. That, that woman's imagined her brain baffles. Just me. thinks so in a totally talented. different way. So amazing. Just totally thinks in a different way. Well, what about this? I love the, the butterflies from simple to extravagant because this is one of those things, you know, you, you would think, oh, butterflies. I think butterfly release, honestly. When you said, oh, I'm going oh, to come, <laughs> come up with an idea. If you're going to come up with something with a butterfly, but I love you that. You're Mejo Hera. I know, yeah, but I, I love the fact that you have a simple glass bowl with a very simple crystal, almost looking butterfly mounted on the, the rim of 
the the bowl with a simple candle inside. You know, I mean, if there's always a way to be elegant and beautiful and stay within within your budget, you know, I mean, obviously, even something like this, though, it would cost, you know, I mean, you've got it, all the pieces together. So, yeah. um, you know, I mean, even a simple arrangement is probably going to be at least in the $50 range. Um, right. And then obviously, you can end up going to your thousands of dollars worth of um, centerpiece arrangements, but there's always a happy medium. Well, and I like the fact that you showed, uh, you know, a simple to really over the top kind of idea using the same butterflies. Well, not the same butterfly, but using the same kind of shape. And the, the middle one is just, you know, a bunch of uh, curly willow with mm -hmm. butterflies glued to the tips here and there. Gorgeous. Love it. Mm -hmm. And then your your last photo, it looks like literally a tornado, <laughs> a tornado <laughs> of butterflies that culminate down to the center of the table. I almost I almost think. Uh, Yellow Brick Road, a little bit, Little Wizard of Oz. And then to the left is like what's left after the tornado. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the fourteen that hung on real strong. <laughs> but it's true, but, but what I love about this is that again, using something. So if somebody really loves butterflies, there are ways that you can incorporate that into your centerpiece, and it can be your centerpiece totally in, in in like completely in. Like you, there are no yes. florals on these. Hey, Mariah Carey, if you're listening, call Nicole. <laughs> Asia, don't call Nicole. <laughs> but you know, I mean, that's, but that's always a hard thing for people to really, um, because when, you, when you're thinking about your wedding, and when most couples think about their wedding, they immediately think florals. Oh, I got to have florals into it. Again, we're we're into a new world that people are saying, look, I really want to put my my tag on this. I want it to feel like a reflection of what we what we love and in our day to day life and bring people into our into our our life in a, in no a unique way. Yeah, no more cookie cutter. Like I love that. And what do we do this for? I mean honestly. Exactly. Right? It's we gotta what have some back to basics. What do we do this for? And I do like the fact that you say not everything has to match. Yes. I mean, I get tired of that, honestly, where everybody's so matchy, matchy, you know, just, right. um, show some interest, you know, your bouquet doesn't necessarily have to be the exact thing of like your bridesmaids bouquets, you know, it could be different colors, it could be different interests, you know, your tablecloths don't all have to be the same, your napkins don't, you know, I mean, it, it have some fun with it, have some fun with your colors and your textures and your different things. This was a request someone recently asked for. Um, and it's just like some simple, inexpensive stacked cardboard suitcases with some old vintage postcards topped with an airplane. So this was an inspiration someone picture had. And so we kind of switched it up. We actually use instead of the inexpensive um, like cardboard ones that you buy at Amazon, we suggested yeah. use real pieces of vintage luggage, like train cases and things, because we have a large collection of those and, um, and vintage cameras and globes and different things because for the couple that say loves travel or, Maybe he's a pilot and she was a flight attendant. I mean, there are different ways to speak to your 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 romance and your um, your love story. What I like about that is, I if you noticed that on the table, it was a, a vintage flight map <laughs> on, underneath all that stuff, and that was their linen as a vintage flight map. I mean, I mean, talk okay. about using utilizing material that you not wouldn't normally think of, and I think that's one of the things. I mean, we've all gotten so used to. You know, and, and we love over the top. We love BJ Linens. They do an amazing job, you know, but I think that uh, sometimes we don't, we stop 
at that and go, oh, in this uh, gorgeous linen, well, what else could we use? Especially if you're looking at trying to save a little money and you're doing right. this on your own. I, mean, I actually just worked at Wedding Keith right after the one we did the following day where they had actually, when the, the airplane was what made me think about it, they, um, for their grass cars, they actually had like boarding passes um, and different Huge. destinations. And that's how they did the table arrangements and set up. And I was like, oh, clever, cute. Um, because I want so you to clever. walk inside my home and see something that you can't buy off the rack or from the store. I want it to be something that, been, this is why I love Nicole so much. She's so, so, so great at this. Marcy, in your craft as well. Keith, what we do. Something mm. that not everybody can go purchase and just go grab and have. Do you know what I mean? Right. Well, and I think that's what sets that standard and that's what puts us uh, and the bars high. And, and I think that's where we excel because we do think outside of the box and like I said, I want you to walk in my home. Like, Keith, you know, I've got to buck up my ass three days ago. I'm like, I want everything changed. <laughs> so, Nicole, I'm calling you, by the way, because what I want to do, you're really good at. Um, and I want to go in a completely, I want completely left from what I did. Um, yeah. Because I want something that when you walk in that no one else has. So, basically, well, I have to walk Keith when he comes over, basically. Well, and I love the fact so, that on, on one of these centerpieces, you just have a, a you have a simple, pretty lamp with some, cool. like, interesting fruit around the base. And I feel so like that's a, a luncheon. It was. It wasn't a wedding, but it's okay. but the idea could be applied. So everybody is really mid-century modern. It's super hot. Tiki is super hot. Like, and these people who are collectors of uh, mid-century modern and tiki might want to have a different vibe for their wedding. So it, with this was a luncheon, but it was a Mad Men themed luncheon. So you can see like the tablecloth kind of has those retro colors in it. But for centerpieces, we actually used different um, mid-century modern lamps and actually mm. barware. Uh, and each table was a little different because obviously you're not going to find 12 exact lamps that look like this. Um, so, but each one had the same, came from the same time period, kind of had the same vibe, all pulled together and, and people loved it. They were just, and, they- and, um, I and I think that's important for, you know, if you're listening to the show, you know, go to, I tell people all the time, like go to uh, Home Depot and walk around with the idea of what could I use to decorate with? And it is crazy what pops out at you. Um, all you have it. to do is have a great imagination, but you have to make it make sense. Yeah, and you have to make it make sense. Excels at that. And, and then, you, of course, you, 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 those Ikea. you know, Ikea is great. Oh, my God. That. I love Ikea for this. Well, and I like those little Mad Hatter's uh, Alice in Wonderland centerpiece that you have. It looks like you took the book idea and then and, and did it with uh, playing cards. Very yeah, so... This kind of got the um, the teapot I hope I went. With, the, <laughs> with the playing cards kind of exploding out of the teapot to give it some height. And these are actually happen to be Alice in Wonderland um, playing cards, which makes it extra cute. But, you know, Alice in Wonderland is like one of my favorite themes to do for any kind of event because you could just have so much fun with it. There's no rules, you know, there's no matchy matchy. It's a mix of colors and you can go any direction you want. And it's always it's always beautiful. And guests always love it. So um, this has got the black and white checks and then the floral teapots and then the playing cards, but this right. still all works together. I think that's, I think at the end of the day, the, one of the things that we want to get across is that, you know, when we talk about flowers and centerpieces, you don't feel like you have to conform to what has been done before. And I think one of the, the one of the traps that clients get into is that they just went to somebody else's wedding and oh, wasn't it beautiful? And weren't those centerpieces amazing? And those flowers were extravagant. It's like, well, don't compare your wedding to their wedding. They're two totally separate events. 
and two totally separate themes and two different, totally different vibes. I mean, because at that point you're going battling with the Joneses right here. Yes, and that's <laughs> taking the magic. To me, that takes the magic out of the whole entire day. It's and 100%. Nobody, and nobody, everybody walks in then. If you tell everybody everything, everybody walks in. They expect to see what they're going to see. And there's no surprises. There's no real, you know, oomph of, of like, oh, wow. You know, there's no ma- magic moment, so to speak. Right. Exactly. You should be able to walk in. And I have to say, like, no one says a word and you walk in and you're wowed. Right. That's when you know you've done your job. You don't have to talk about it. Do what you do. <laughs> and then when the people walk in, just like Marcy said... Bam. Done. But again, I think that's about finding the right florist and the right designer. And, you know, uh, and I, I think that's another piece is that, uh, and we'll obviously talk about it at a future show, is that there is actually a difference between a florist and a designer. And sometimes you need both. Sometimes you need to speak to a designer before you get to a florist that will help you. But, you know, and, and I find sometimes that- you've got a really good idea in your head and you need yeah. a really good florist to make that marriage happen. Right now, one hundred percent. And then, of course, lucky with Nicole because she's, you know, she's got both aspects. Right. Oh (laughs) well, I mean, uh, it's they do go kind of hand in hand with your with your overall look. But I'm not, you know, I'm I'm not the one you're going to order a flower from for you to ship to your, you know, your friend who's sick in the hospital. We're more kind of the special event floors. And I guess, however, if you did, let me tell you what that room would look like. Well, I, and I like I like this last this last slide that you put together. It's like use lighting as your centerpiece. And here you've got Edison bulbs all the way down the center of your table, suspended on a bar over the top with a beautiful greenery hanging down. I mean, talk about creating a vibe using lighting. Right. That's cool. You know, there are lots of ways that you can kind of incorporate lighting that doesn't require you to hang things from the ceiling. They're great. Um, stand metal stands out there that you like can sit right on top of your table so you can um bring a look to the like a look like this to life without being totally um pain i love like having suspended cam i like to suspend anything that i can actually but um you know the you don't even really need florals something like this is such a striking uh visual that your table would not look empty if it didn't have any flowers on it true I think that's, I think that's true. I mean, oh my God. I mean, I feel like we covered a, a ton today <laughs> and I'm hoping that the people that are listening to the podcast could, could imagine some of the stuff that we're talking about. But I think that the overall idea is look at materials in a new way. Don't, you know, you don't have to go by traditional and, and do exactly. you. Yeah. And if you are yeah. listening on the podcast, go check out the live so you actually can see, because there's been a lot of photos and, um, displays thrown up on uh, YouTube. So, therefore, you know, for the ones that are listening on the podcast, go to Keyboard Events and check out um, all yeah. the great work that Nicole has done. It really is fantastic. And you know, um, so to wrap this up, because we're getting toward towards our uh, behind, after the veil segment. What What are some of the? Give me a couple of things that a client, a guest, or let's say a, a bride. Some of the things that a bride should immediately consider as part of before they meet a florist i know we started the this conversation at the very beginning of the show and i figured since we've had a bunch of conversations about a whole bunch of different things that maybe some questions popped up that you 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 go okay i'm meeting with a florist for the first time what are some important things that i need to let the florist know 
budget. Well, I would definitely budget. <laughs> yeah, budget is definitely where you want to be. Um, two, you, you probably shouldn't meet with a florist until you have your venue picked out because that's going to be a big determination on, um, you know, what you can and can't do. Um, two, well, three would be there are a lot of venues who will look to sell you their floral package when you sign on for their venues. A lot of venues who kind of like to do one stop shopping. Uh, you may want to shop around a little bit before you, you know, you want it. It's not always the best product or the best deal for you. It may be very cookie cutter and not what you want. So, so, you know, think about what's right for you. And then, um, if you want to save money, um, you know, and you have on a budget, probably having like a bridal party of like 20 can get a little cost prohibitive. Like sometimes I'll meet the bride and they have like a, a $1,500 budget, but they have like 15 bridesmaids, you know, yeah. you're, you're not, your, your budget's not going to go very far. So, um, that's something to consider as well. You know, if, if your budget is smaller for florals, you know, maybe just a few right. instead of 15 and, and let your friends get involved in another way. Um, well, and I tell people not, the number one way to control your budget is invite less people. 100%. Right. Exactly. You know, if, if same you all, location budget. <laughs> exactly. There you know, you it, exactly. If you if you have a fifteen thousand dollar budget and you really want extravagant florals, reduce the number of people that are coming to your wedding and have two or three, 30, 40 people with really over the top florals. Or you can invite 150 with votive candles on the table. It's your choice. Exactly. Exactly. And that's you okay. Know. You know what? Votive candles on the table are okay. You know, and I um if it's done right. Some right. Some, right. some brides are, you know, want to be do-it-yourselfers. That's not something that I really recommend. I know Keith, that's not something you really recommend because the last I thing I made that to- mistake, don't ever do it. <laughs> Uh, The last thing you want to be doing on your wedding day is running around, putting together flowers and melting and, and in, you know, so it's just not something that we recommend, but um, if you are doing it yourself, Hey, that's okay too. You know I mean? Well, I, you know, you you say that I'm going to say, no, it's not. Uh, Because, uh, yeah, no, 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 I do not do it yourself. If anything, if you want it, if you're D, if you're do it yourself kind of pride, great. Put together, Pull together all the materials. You have one that is your example, but hire the labor. Hire <laughs> the labor because Definitely. you do not want to be that bride that is running around trying to put together your centerpieces, and then you got to do hair and makeup, and you're all sweaty. And then, oh my God, I didn't finish that last table. And again, do again. not do it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was trying I to be look beautiful. Damn. <laughs> oh, I'm like, don't be politically correct on this show, honey. I like, oh my God, this is <laughs> <laughs> We 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 tell it like it is, and you know. One of the things is that people I love when a bride says, Well, it's a it's just a bunch of floating candles. I'm like, yes, but where's the water source? And how long does it take to fill up each of those? And then afterwards, how long does it take to take all of those and empty them out and pack them back back up into the little containers? I mean, right. there, there's, there's so t- much there's so resources, so much okay. opportunities that may get missed if you do it yourself. There's yep. just I mean, you're, and you're not going to be happy in the end. So let somebody else handle it. You enjoy the day, you know, yep. and that's what it's really all about is that you're enjoying the, the best day of your life. Right. hundred percent. All right. So we got a quick, uh, a quick, commercial. <laughs> yeah, quick, a quick message from Zola.com and we'll be right back. 
I, Ava, wonder if our guests would be here on time. If we had a custom wedding website. With our ceremony details on it. And I, Taylor, would pick Zola to have and to host our wedding website. Ours even matched our Zola invites. The whole thing was so freaking easy. Do you think Zola could have made planning your perfect wedding easier? We, we do. do. No, I do. <laughs> We've helped a million couples plan their weddings with free websites, registry, and invitations. Get started for free at Zola.com. All right, welcome back, everybody, to After the Veil. So this is where we get to talk about whatever we want, because it's our show, our show and not yours. And not yours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we take it. Was, we I around. <laughs> so, Sorry uh, for the party. <laughs> well, and this, is one of, this is one of those chant- that moments that, you know, usually we ask our guests to brag on themselves a little bit, you know, uh, something that's a recent project that you're really proud of or something that's coming up, because... I find that many times vendors are almost wary of saying, yay, good for me, pat on the back, you know? <laughs> so like, Nicole, is there something that you, that that has happened recently or that you're about to work on that you're really proud of or really looking forward to? Um, well, we built some new ceremony structures and- that I was, was say, I think she just slayed it. But. I know, I was, I was about to say, yeah, I love that. <laughs> I love those ceremony structures. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, my partner and business partner is also my husband, uh, Michael, and he's he's a builder and he was a landscape architect for many years with his own business. So I have the we have the fortunate aspect to our business that we can create um, people's visions and bring things to life. So, you know, if I find a picture or something that I really like to do, you know, I'm lucky that I get to have someone who can build it for me. So he just built this new structure and it's almost resembles it's 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 rustic but it could be dressed up uh, almost looks like a chapel in a way it's um four posts with pitched roofs yep. and crossbars so you can hang crystal chandeliers from it you can dress it up with all kinds of florals and draping um it's really beautiful we just premiered it for the first time at a wedding showcase and the brides were really i um, gave me very updated really. tutor vibes i would, well, loved everything about art with the being yeah. so beautiful it feels it like so a little beautiful chapel. And it could be also, used in a lot of green chair, Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> and it could be um, used in a lot of different ways. It could be used as a ceremony structure. It could also be used to put your sweetheart table in. But it can also be what's n- nice about it is it can also be extended out with more um, pitches. So you could right. actually, like, say you were doing more of an intimate garden type event, a micro wedding, you could actually put your whole like dinner table underneath it and have chandeliers suspended outdoors. You know. So you don't have to worry about rigging or anything else. Super, you know, it's all kind of there and ready to go, and you can just—it's portable. So it's. That's I'm gonna go. Cool. I, I'm gonna go back super, to my point. Super Gambino mafia Very family, cool. right? Gig and jail. I'm all actually that. gonna go back to my point. You know, if you're talking about your budget and you really want something over the top, invite less people. People, I'm just saying. You know. Let not, me be brave yet controversial. Oh, here Listen, we go. Do not do it yourself. <laughs> you, don't do it. Don't I'm do a crafty it. bitch, and I got a lot of talent. Don't do it yourself. No. Nope. Hire Nicole. Hire Marcy. <laughs> hire, Keith and hire me. Because when I do walk down the last time, it's gonna See, be correct. <laughs> uh, exactly. You know, and and we can rhinestone the hell out of something if that's what you choose to do. I'm just saying. Listen, just be, back then I could turn a refrigerator box into Taj Mahal. And you're flying your whole family down from it's not gonna oh, my, oh my god. 
Well, <laughs> so I, so one of the things I got, I wanted to, to have a little fun at is that I just got the pictures back from Nace when we went oh. to the National Association of Catering Events, where where we won Innovator of the Year. Just saying, Yay. you show one Innovator of the Year, but the pictures sure, yeah. of me finding realizing that I had won <laughs> are classic. I, I'm I'm not going to show them to you. <laughs> well, that's what you get for people. Is it one of the ones uh, I took? Uh, no, it was a, this was from the, professional the professional photos. Girls from the, down up. <laughs> so that's what Keith gets for not putting behind the submitting it through Keith Willard. So that oh my god, Marcy, I've never seen you look more beautiful except for like last weekend. Oh yeah, my god, right now. So oh Keith, my god. Go. it was stupid. It Here we are on a tall stage. We're, you know, we've been in Vegas for Six a week. Sweat, <laughs> not cute. They're taking the picture from below. And, oh, yeah. Oh, oh. I know. If you and want I just, to look you go oh this way, honey. Not good. And I'm just like, couldn't we? And, and we didn't even get to take the damn award home with us. <laughs> like, well, you tried. You did try. I did try. I did try to steal that award and pack it away, but no, they came chasing Honestly, after me. Honestly, that was the best moment of my life. Amazing. I'm not going to lie. Oh, my God. See that little oh thing? Well, the video All the money you... I lost in Vegas was worth it for that. <laughs> in fact, I was flooring it out here because um, oh I'm God. 30 minutes away from my home to do the show in AC, and I was like, Keith, if you could have been me for those three minutes oh while I was God. watching you go collect that award. Marcia, you were there. Yeah, I was there, that. and you went running up to the stage, and you were like, waiting for him to come down. And I was like, Sedoni's like, go up there. I'm like, no, but I will watch. Video, but, um, my favorite, the footage I have is like when you came down, the surprise on your face, the love oh, yeah. of my heart, and the hug, the genuine. If you ever want to see two people love each other, watch yeah. that clip of me and Keith because it just speaks volumes. Yeah, well, and, and I think... Well, and it's one of the things about the show. I, I'm constantly surprised at the, how many people actually listen to us. I don't always understand why people are listening to us, but I, I, I'm always constantly surprised by it. And and it's so random because, Marcy, it just happened to you recently. We were somewhere and somebody goes, oh, yeah, I listened to the show. Oh, yes. And, and we're like, what? <laughs> oh, a lot of people that tell me that. I'm like, okay, good. <laughs> I got my do in Vegas and I watched Keith get pushed over twice because they wanted to meet me. And I'm like, wait a minute. I got it they totally pushed me aside. I was like, really? <laughs> you know, we didn't talk about this. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get serious for a moment. We didn't uh -oh. talk about this, but okay. I am sure like we all went to different areas and different hotels and saw different things in mm -hmm. Vegas. And I'm yep. sure every time that anybody goes away, they look at things around them that they're surrounded by. And those are the things that get you inspired. I yes. know, Nicole, one of your things you mentioned before was Alice in Wonderland. And there's a hotel out there, and I'm, you, you probably did see it, but there's a hotel out there that has a whole big um, Alice in Wonderland uh, display. Like people can sit in and have, dip, have like lunch or dinner at well, oh. Cosmopolitan. Well Oh, okay. really? I don't know if I've yeah. seen it. Yeah, they have a like, yeah. like you know. Oh, I wish I wish we had we... drank our last couple of hundred. I should have taken yeah. pictures. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> god, you totally should have taken pictures. And then you've got the the chairs with the the ears. It's just it it just reminds every time I see it, it just Reminds me of you. I know that that's well, one of your favorites. <laughs> and it, re it reminds you of what is possible because exactly. I mean, the chairs. Part. 
the chairs with the ears on it were incredible. I mean, yes. I didn't get to see it personally. I actually saw pictures of it, but still, that goes back I'm to the coffees. <laughs> well, and then I think too, like the, the whole um, what I took away from Vegas, minus the big huge decrease in my checking account. What's this? <laughs> <And> a hangover? <laughs> no. uh, I didn't drink that. And the long flight. And the long flight home. That was what it was is because you know we've been doing the show for a year and a half, and, and you kind of get complacent. You do. It's, yeah. it, it starts to be routine and that kind of thing. And I think, for me anyways, at least, winning that award um, lit the fire back under under me a little bit, you know? Yeah, it was a and, refresher. And makes you push yes. and, and keep going, but it also validates you to a certain extent to where, like, this is, this, this is what we were supposed to be doing the whole time. And so you kind of get your validation, and that also is going to push you to uh, be bigger and brighter and move forward and do bigger and better things. And to me, that's with this whole last year and a half through all the BS and stuff we've gone through, yep. um, it gives me, and I'm shining like a star. Shit. I'm ah, she's I'm like, amazing. she can't stop looking at herself. <laughs> Let me just say, ladies oh, and gentlemen, she. No, no. <laughs> this, is not, this is the worst cover hair makeup I've had on the show in a year and a half. That ain't it. Uh, I race for Nicole. I'm not gonna lie. Because <laughs> I kind of well, canceled. I'm like, no. <laughs> no. But you know, the thing is, is I think I think what uh, you know I really love about the show is that we're we're honest and straightforward about this. We're it's a no BS show. We have a good time. We don't stick people in any corner. I try not to make it political because it's not because weddings are not political unless it's between you and you know your stepkids or whatever. But that's between y'all. Um, I'm being hired for that. Right, so, but, but I think and, well, and I feel like that you know it it gives a it gives a fresh perspective, and we're going to continue to to do this as long as people continue to listen to us and and uh, and continue to have live guests every week, which is by the way not easy trying to to <laughs> have a brand new live guest every single week, and we've been doing it for fourteen months straight. <laughs> You're making it be so easy and seamless, people are. I don't well, know how you do it. Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> well, and, and actually, we have some really Marcy as well. I know Marcy I know. has a lot to do with guests as well. Uh, I'm actually going to pull a couple of cards out. Well, and actually, uh, coming up, actually, in a, in a couple of weeks, we're going to have the brand ambassador from Bottega Prosecco, um, you know, the gold bottle that everybody knows. So the yeah. brand ambassador, actually, Carolyn Mariani, is going to be on the show, and we're going to be talking about wines and champagnes and and you know that kind of world because that's one thing that we haven't actually ever talked about is wine, champagnes, and you know the the additional pieces that go into to a wine. I mean, into a wedding. Into a wine. Where's my brain? Keith, <laughs> <laughs> I love that jacket on you, by the way. Ah, that's I'm just saying, I wore a little floor jacket for everybody. It's my favorite, and I thank it's you. It's a very cool jacket. <laughs> Oh my God! Anyway, but guys, please tell me to wear that. I know, <laughs> All the right? time, nothing below a tweet. <laughs> oh, you're funny. All right, well that that makes our hour. So uh, for behind the veil, thank you guys so much for being a part of it again. Nicole Sellers with CLAV Event Rentals and Design. She is amazing. Thank you for being part of the show. Always, Marcy and Brooke. God. God bless y'all. Thank you for being part of this every single week. What'd you uh, do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we'll be back next Tuesday at two o'clock. Uh, we have actually Marley with Party Goddess that is going to be joining us. And then the fun week, we've got Carolyn Mariani with um, the brand ambassador from Bottega uh, Prosecco is going to be joining us. Anyway, so for now, say goodbye. Bye. Bye, guys.